Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the next podcast about uh, E3 conferences. This one is the Bethesda one. And as I'm not afraid to say, I fucking hate Bethesda. So I'm going to have to throw to Brooker a lot on this one. So joining me is Andrew Brooker. Brooker, how are we? I am tired, mate. (laughs) Yeah. As we speak, it's quarter to six in the morning. Bethesda have thankfully done the shortest ever E3 press conference because they've just done the latest ever E3 press conference. I, I think this is the first time an E3 press conference has, has kicked off at five o'clock in the morning our time. Yeah, but I had two hours sleep. Yeah, after pushing the uh, the last episode up. So yeah, <clears throat> I am fucking tired. Why do we do this to ourselves? I thought it'd be a good idea. On paper, it is. I'm On paper, fu- it's I'm, a great idea. But I'm, I'm not doing this next year. Fucking hell! Just <laughs> waking up at four in the morning just to to watch something I'm not interested in. Waking up I, at four in the morning is worse than staying up all night to watch it. Yeah, because I just about had time to get comfortable in my bed, and then I had to get up again. Yeah. Ugh. So, coffee. There is not enough coffee in the world for this bullshit. <laughs> let's crack on. It should be quick because most of my notes mention just the name of the game and then nothing else because I didn't bother making decent notes. Well, yeah, like I said, the, they've done the, the shortest press conference in history. It literally it lasted 45 minutes. So if we spend 30 minutes talking about a 45-minute press conference, there's something very wrong because we just want to hit the bullet points. So, yeah, this will probably be our shortest podcast ever as well. So let's start with uh, the way that they started in exploiting the children of the... Of the developers. That's awesome. Bring your kid to work day. They were either it was either that or they were holding them hostage so that the parents would actually say that what a great company Bethesda is. Yeah. And how much they enjoy their jobs. Because <laughs> nobody's that happy at work. Well, no, no, I doubt they are. But you never know. You get to make games where you blow people's faces up for fun. Yeah, there's only so many times that I'm assuming that that's fun. It's like working in a chocolate factory. Yeah, I suppose. Like, you can eat as much chocolate as you want right up until the point when you see chocolate and you just instantly want to burn people's faces off. <laughs> Funny story, I used to work in a chocolate factory. And it's exactly like that as well. <laughs> they literally, they said to you, just eat whatever you want. Because they know after two fucking days of you eating whatever you want, you're never going to eat another chocolate thing ever again in your life. Yep. So, then they uh, they gave us a lovely little sizzle reel, where I don't actually know any of what I, what was going on in the sizzle reel. So what? 
what was well, on the... Well, it was basically a shitload of stuff that they've just released. So, yeah, Doom, Dishonored 2, Prey, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I'm guessing, Fallout 4, all stuff that they've released in the last couple of years. But what was really cool is you get... Well, I did anyway. I sat watching it going, why does anybody hate this company? Why does John hate this company? They release so much awesome shit. But yeah, it was just a, a sizzle reel of all the awesome shit they've released over the last... What eighteen months? Um. Yeah. Okay. So after that, we got the first VR mention of the weekend. Oh. So Doom, a game which is notorious for giving people motion sickness, now has a VR mode. Damn straight. <laughs> Doom VFR, virtual fucking reality. Yep. And it's so going to be playable at E3, so I'm looking forward to a lot of people getting sick and then reporting about it on YouTube. Yeah, but I imagine it'll be just the PC VR stuff, so your Oculus, your Vive, maybe not PSVR. No, probably not PSVR. Uh, so it's just another tick box, or, or maybe just another nail in the coffin for my PlayStation VR. But yeah, between that and, and Fallout, if you're into VR and you've got the equipment, I see no reason not to invest. I mean, I, I'm not a Fallout fan, but it looked alright, but Doom looks awesome. Maybe that's where I'm actually going wrong in life. Maybe I should be playing Fallout and Skyrim and be a massive Bethesda fan, because then I'd be rich enough to uh, afford a, a stupidly high-end PC and be able to get good VR. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be playing any other games because I'd be too busy playing Fallout. Exactly. So you're going about life all wrong, mate. Yep. Um, then from... Doom and Fallout VR, they moved on to something to do with Morrowind on EZO. Yeah, so I don't know enough about uh, the Elder Scrolls and the Elder Scrolls Online. <clears throat> I know that we've had the Elder Scrolls Online Skyrim for a little while, and this is a big old expansion. Uh, based in the Morrowind universe? Um, I don't no. Know. The Elder Scrolls stuff are based in regions. I'm sad that I know this, but I've seen a map before. Okay. And Elder Scrolls Online is actually based in a region called Tamriel, I believe. Yep. And Sounds familiar. Um, then Morrowind is basically they just opened up one of the other regions and said, here you go, your expansion is you get to go to the Morrowind region. Okay. And the, the, the advert went uh, like available now, uh, I think we said this on our preview show, and I was like, I know it's coming I'm not sure if it's out now or out soon, or, but apparently it is out now. Yeah. The problem is because I don't pay attention to when these games are coming out, I don't know if that was a surprise announcement or what, or maybe, maybe it just came out today. Maybe. Maybe right during that people were just like playing it instead of watching the uh, conference and then suddenly it just came up saying, now downloading Morrowind. But yeah, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, TSO seems to be doing, or TESO, if you want to call it that, seems to be doing all right, so why not? But there was a bear. There was a big bear. There was a bear. That bear so, was fucking shit up as well. Yes, it was. I want a bear that fucks shit up. You've already got a dog. Yeah, but all she does is lick her anus when I'm trying to do podcasts and makes noise. <laughs> that's not fucking shit up, that's chewing butthole. Yeah. It's less interesting when it's your own butthole as well. I suppose. I know, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then 
they mentioned something else that supports mods, but I can't. Didn't I don't think I actually typed the game down. Just say what it was. What do they call it? The Creator Club or something? Yeah. Which looks like or Creation Club. So yeah. Which looks like a, a paid modding community. It looks like it's um, microtransactions for official mods. Yeah. And by official mods, what I mean is is that mods that they've said are okay to put into their games without breaking them entirely. Yeah. So, I mean, this does fall into the same category as the Elder Scrolls Online. It's not a community I follow. It's not a community I'm a part of. So, I don't know if it's a big deal or not. I do, you know, obviously I know that Bethesda and Skyrim, especially, especially with the, is it the ultimate edition of Skyrim that came out on the newer consoles, uh, it was a big deal that they supported mods. And Fallout, it's a big deal that Fallout supports mods. So, I guess it's just an expansion on that I, I, I don't know <laughs> but the fact that they've now realised that mods are such a big part of their thing that they've now gone you know what we're going to charge people for mods and we're going to have official mods and we're going to have people make mods for us to sell to people I mean I, I do very much wonder you know, official mod is basically what you would call DLC yeah but I <sighs> Again, because I'm not part of this community, I don't know. Are the community would would the community be happy with that? I listen to several podcasts where I'm sure I will get to hear about it in the next couple of days, but I, I can't. I honestly, I can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad one. I think it's a bad thing because getting the community to make your game for you, essentially, yeah, and then charging the community to then play the game that they've made for you, yeah. Why not just make the game right in the first place? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, and then we moved on to uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, which is a, apparently some kind of card That's game. Collected card game thing. I, 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 I don't know. There's this, there's this whole section of this thing, and I know it's only, it was only 45 minutes long, but there's a whole section of this entire presentation where I just went... Duh. Because pretty much anything that says the Elder Scrolls on it, or Fallout for that matter, kind of makes me glaze over because yeah. I, I don't play them. So I do know several people that play like competitive card games, collectible card games, yeah, CCGs. Uh, they would almost certainly be interested in what we watched, but sadly, me not so much. Yeah, I I've no idea about what went on. And I don't know if uh, a, a Elder Scrolls card game actually has a chance to exist anymore with Hearthstone being as big as it is and Gwent on the way. Because I know Gwent's got a massive following behind it because, you know, The Witcher. Yeah. But that's about as far as my knowledge on competitive collectible card games goes. I have no idea about anything that happened during that that <laughs> section. So I'm just going to move let's, on let's to the next that. bit. Where we got the first switch mention, yep, and we got um, the the lovely uh, uh, Zelda mods for Skyrim. I was I wasn't going mad, was I? I did see Link in Skyrim. Yep, Excellent. they uh, they pushed the uh, amiibo, mm. I think that they're called, onto the uh, Joy-Con of the the Switch, and. Apparently that made Link show up in the game. So I wonder if that works with other amiibos. Does that mean we get a Kirby mod and Mario. you can run around sucking people up? Mario and Skyrim. 
just jumping on people's heads. Yep. <laughs> well, he's already adept at killing dragons. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was good. That was, uh, I suppose, acknowledgement that they haven't forgotten that they were supposed to be releasing the Elder Scrolls on the Switch. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I can think of for the Switch Skyrim yep. edition because it just need nothing else to say. It's Skyrim plus Link. It, it's it's Skyrim and it's a Switch which I don't own and probably won't ever buy. But I, I've got friends who have Switches and they like Skyrim, so I'm assuming they might consider it. Yeah. Uh, then we got this on DLC. Yeah, motherfucker. It was DLC, wasn't it? It was yeah. DLC, yeah. It's it's an exp- a story expansion for Dishonored 2, which, because uh, I haven't finished Dishonored 2 yet, I'm not sure how much of what we saw on the screen actually has relevance to in-game. But most people that have been anywhere near Dishonored know who Dowd and the Outsider are. So to, it looks like you're going to be playing as Dowd again like you do in the expansions for the first Dishonored game. And it looks like you're hunting down the Outsider, which should be interesting. I have a lot of time for Dowd as a character. He's a very cool character, so I'll happily play as him again. And I like, I think it's Michael Madsen that does his voice. But he's very cool. But yeah, Dishonored 2 DLC means I need to hurry up and finish Dishonored 2 because it comes out in September yeah uh, well as someone who didn't play Dishonored 2 and barely touched Dishonored 1 I've no idea about anything that you just said so fair enough <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll move on again And this is what got, I mean when I say it's going to be a really quick one uh, and we've got uh, Quake Champions and the Quake Championship of the world yeah they kind of made this really big thing about saying how Quake was the first proper eSport and no I really wish that they'd stop saying eSports well you know I think it's okay to say eSports but to to try and retcon eSports into your history is absolutely ridiculous I will say you know Quake is always the earliest and the best uh, competitive multiplayer game certainly that I got into so I, I'm a bit sad that we didn't get uh, a console release or a console announcement for Quake Champions because that would have been fun but it's possible that pushing for esports you won't get it on console certainly not straight away uh, um, you know if you want esports on console you've got Overwatch so you know, it's a shame. I would have liked to have played it on. I'd have given up Overwatch to play Quake on uh, on my Xbox, but sadly, wasn't meant to be. But we are getting BJ Baskowitz as a playable character if you decide to play Quake Champions on PC. It's the uh, he's the the Wolfenstein Wolfenstein. He's the guy from Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, not having a PC and probably never buying a PC that would be powerful enough to run Quake. I don't know unless they do get a a, a console release and it is on. I'm guessing One X probably would be able to run it in theory. Yeah. But yeah, unless it gets a console release, I probably wouldn't ever touch Quake Champions, which no. is a shame because it looked a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, it's you know it's it's arena. 
first-person shooters, it's it's what Quake always was. It's Unreal Tournament. It's it's that generation of you know fun competitive first-person shooter games. So I I will consider sticking it on the computer just to have a play, but I would have liked an Xbox release. Yeah. So after Quake and then the the Quake World Championships and the the fact that Quake is going to be a, another esports title after already being a, an esports title or the original esports title. Stop saying esports. Esports is a thing, Brooker, embrace it. No. Uh, <laughs> we then moved on to the Evil Within 2. Yeah. Now, did you actually finish the Evil Within? I did not. I got bored. Yeah. This Does though, this look like you're going to get bored? No. But this looks like it learned a lot of lessons, not only from the Evil Within 1, but from Resident Evil 7 as well. And obviously, you know, I'm, I am aware that Resident Evil 7 only came out six months ago. They can't have learned that many lessons. But there is... It does feel like... It does feel like it's a good time to be a horror fan. And this, you know, the Evil Within 2 looks like the game that I wanted Evil Within 1 to be. So I may even go back and finish Evil Within 1 just to get the, you know, get my head around the story. Because I don't know if it follows on or what. I have no idea. So. Yeah, I'm too scared for horror games, obviously, and I said nope at the first part of the Evil Within teaser when there was the creepy shadow in the hallway that then just moved towards you. I was like, yep, nope, done. I'm done with that. Nope, can't, can't be having it. Just sounds like my house most of the time. So <laughs> yeah, so but it it did look proper tense and shit your pants scary while it was still showing off the trailer yeah when it started showing off the gameplay stuff it kind of just turned into another just shoot creatures game yeah it kind of had this the trailer had this feel of i don't know being pulled into a different world by this weird white stuff i don't know if this is something that came from the original game but if that's going to be, like, I don't know, a mechanic or a part of the story, I don't know whether it actually be a different world or, you know, maybe the guy just having a psychological break or something like that that's kind of, that's characterised by this white goop. I think just, it could be... Lie down in milk. Yeah. And and you then go insane because you're covered in milk. Yep. I think it could be interesting. Uh after my experience with one, I probably wouldn't buy it, but it would definitely go onto my rental list, and I would want to play it. And maybe the ending of one is you waking up out of the milk stuff. Maybe. I, I really should find out. Really. Maybe there is actually a milk mechanic, and you just completely glossed over it in yeah. when you were playing the first one because you got bored. Yeah, maybe. I didn't get that far in, but mainly out of boredom. And then, finally, they moved on to Wolfenstein. Well, yeah, and what a way to finish. I mean, they because uh, they teased it last year. They teased yeah. it with their little CLI thing that said Wolfenstein New Colossus. And then the bastards made us wait a year before we got to see any more. But, yeah, we got to see a shitload. Yeah, including um, Liesel. Yeah, man. The, the diesel-engined lion. Or diesel-engined lassie. <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess. Could be. <laughs> it was basically Lassie with one of those mechanical hounds from from the original well the original from Wolfenstein the New Order. I I, I will admit I quite liked the little T V thing that they did. That was quite fun. I quite like the yeah. whole thing. It it was they've always put a lot of character into Wolfenstein and these new ones are no different. I I'm very, very excited for this. You even get to ride one of those mechanical hound things. <laughs> yeah. And just run around setting fire to things. Um the 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 more the gameplay into it of, you know, Nazis in America and you know, everything's really shit and you know, trying to you know, freedom fight their way across the country. Yeah. So that this dude can have kids that grow up in America, America and not in Germany occupied America Nazi occupied America rather. Yeah. So it's it's Man in the High Castle, the video game. Yeah. With mechanical dogs that eat yes. people. Yes. All things that should be quite amusing. Absolutely. And I don't know, I think one of my biggest regrets of, you know, not being willing to give Bethesda the numbers is that I couldn't play Wolfenstein. I mean so I'm but I'm still I guess I'm it helps I'm still tainted by the fact that I played the Wolfenstein on the Xbox three sixty. Yeah, the the silly weird myth and magic Wolfenstein is nothing like the the newer ones. The newer yeah. ones should really be played. You really should give them a go. They're fucking brilliant. Yes, uh, I pro- I might do at some point in the future if it just sort of happens to fall on my lap. You know, a games with gold type situation. Yeah. Or... It's one of those ones as well. Like, literally, because there are a couple of tough bits in there, but you can drop it onto easy and just run through the entire game, have a fuckload of fun for eight hours, and then be done with it. You never have to think about it again, but you definitely had fun while you were getting to the end. Yeah, that's the argument that I use for people who've not played Metro. Yeah, although you can't just, drop just... Metro onto easy. No, well... No. But yeah, the guy said, didn't he? You know, I, I said that machine games were working on something fucking bananas, and this is fucking bananas, and it really is. It, <laughs> just, it looks absolutely batshit, and I cannot wait. Yeah. A pregnant woman stabbing the shit out of someone while the dude is uh, dropping acid. Yep. I believe is the. So yeah, that's uh, fucking weird. But. I suppose the best th- news that came out of it for any be- actual Bethesda fans would be that uh, everything that they showed off is coming out in this year. Yeah. I don't know whether they mean this calendar year or this fiscal year or well, just think, this E3 year. I think they year. mean this calendar year. So, uh, like Morrowind is today or is available now. Fallout VR and Doom VFR are both playable today at E3, so I would assume they they roll out relatively soon. Dishonored DLC is September, Evil Within is Friday the 13th of October, and... Wolfenstein's November. Wolfenstein's November, so yeah, everything before Christmas. They've got a busy end of the year. They have. So do a lot of companies have busy ends of the year. So it's going to be expensive end of the year for people who actually like anything to do with Bethesda. People who want an Xbox Scorpio and don't already own 4K TVs. So yeah, and those of us going to Euro came on. Yeah, so you and me are going to be bankrupt come Christmas. I might as well, you know, just you know, sell a kidney or something. I've got two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also also have two lungs. You only need one. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, nice short, short and sweet 
Bethesda, short and sweet Bethesda with many distractions about you and your family and your dogs and chewing its own ass. well you know it's quarter past six in the morning I can only expect quiet for so long only ten past six okay ten past six in the morning but we, you know, we start doing stuff at five o'clock most mornings so the fact that yeah. I got peace and quiet while Bethesda was on was a miracle so there's that that's another episode down because we and start then, all again in a few hours mate yeah, we're on it again, and next up is Ubisoft. Ubisoft, yeah, Ubisoft. So we'll catch you all then. Cool. Character Unlock was presented by Andrew Brooker and John Miller, with music provided with permission from Miracle of Sound from the track A Dog's Life. Character Unlock is recorded for failed critics and is a part of the failed media network of podcasts, along with Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights and the Failed Critics Film Podcast. And you can check us out at failedcritics.com or find us on Twitter at Character Unlock. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.